This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me. The phone number, 877-973-7425. This is hilarious. I don't know what's going on with Joe Biden and the House Democrats, but there clearly is a problem of coordination. So the DCCC... The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee uh, is attacking Mike Lawler, one of the Republicans in New York. Uh, And uh, the DCCC sends out this attack this morning and says, despite highly vulnerable Republican Mike Lawler's attempts to deceive New Yorkers, his record since entering Congress proves that the increasingly endangered congressman is merely a rubber stamp for his MAGA colleagues to put New Yorkers' jobs, safety, healthcare, reproductive rights, and financial security all at risk. That's the DCCC attacked Mike Lawler, the Republican congressman in New York, as uh, a, a wackadoo Republican, a MAGA Republican, literally, literally, as they're sitting out the attack. Joe Biden is at an event in New York, Mike Lawler is at the event, and he says from stage, uh, Mike Lawler is not a MAGA Republican. I don't want to get him in trouble by saying something nice about him. <laughs> How off message? I mean, the two of them, Joe Biden just undercutting the DCCC's message there. They got to be furious with him. And, you know, he's done this repeatedly where he has uh, taken – Uh, opportunities to betray the House Democrats. They rush out. They take firm stances for him, like the D.C. crime bill. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let it pass. Um, Okay, you're going to let it pass. Real real good job there, Joe, running interference and conflict with the Democrats. Just just weird. Um, And, you know, it it shows a, a level of growing resentment between the two that the House Democrats privately are the most critical of Biden. And you got this situation. The other situation that's out there, there is some breaking news right now. Uh, The FDA has unanimously agreed to allow birth control to be sold over the counter. You may question, there's a buddy of mine who put it on my radar, um, was saying a friend of his asked him how long before the Republicans try to ban over-the-counter birth control. 
You're probably not aware of this because the media has never really talked about it, but it's actually been a Republican position for years that birth control should be sold over the counter. Republicans, not Democrats, have been the ones to support birth control being sold over the counter. Democrats are the ones who have actually blocked efforts over the years by Republicans to allow it. Why? Because Democrats are in the pocket of Planned Parenthood. And where does Planned Parenthood make the most of its money? Abortion. Make it difficult for people to get birth control. Make it easy for people to get abortions. Planned Parenthood makes a lot of money. You think I'm cynical or making that up, and I'm not. The Republican position for years has been that birth control should be sold over the counter. Democrats have routinely attacked Republicans for it, saying that women must consult a doctor because it's not for everyone. It's not necessarily safe for everyone. Therefore, you need to go to a doctor. You need to get a prescription. They have blocked Republicans time and again for trying to make it sold over the counter. Meanwhile, they've wanted easy access to abortions. Well, now, thanks to the Dobbs decision getting rid of Roe v. Wade, Democrats are now finally on board selling birth control over the counter. Unanimous decision by the FDA. The decision will go into effect later this summer. For all of you Democrats out there, I'm not making that up. It's the Republicans who have pushed the position of selling it over the counter for years and Democrats who have for years blocked the Republican effort to do so. In fact, Republican women in the U.S. House and Senate have every year it sent a, it pushed a piece of legislation that would make it so, and the Democrats have been the ones to block it every single time. You don't have to believe me on that. You can go do your own research, and you'll see I'm right. Now, we got to move on to other stuff um, because there's also a lot happening, and we need to talk about the border press conference. Let me see if I can pull up the audio here. I've got a special program where I can pull this sort of stuff up. I did not get Charlie to pull any of these clips this morning wouldn't have done any good because it was happening about the time we were getting on air. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas is doing his best to claim the border is closed and doing his best to claim that uh, we don't have anything to worry about. Let me be clear. The lifting of the Title 42 public health order does not mean our border is open. In fact, it is the contrary. We are making it very clear that our border is not open, that crossing irregularly is against the law, and that those who are not eligible for relief will be quickly returned. Supposedly. I cannot overemphasize that our current situation is the outcome of Congress leaving a broken, outdated immigration system in place for over two decades, despite unanimous agreement that we desperately need legislative reform. Way to kick it to Congress. We have seen the effectiveness of our approach. More than 100,000 people from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela have arrived lawfully through the pathway we have made available to them. And we reduce border encounters from these groups by 90% between December of last year and March of this year. Our president has led the largest expansion of lawful pathways ever. And also the largest expansion of unlawful pathways. Uh, we just seen some images from Texas showing Na Texas National Guard and DPS physically blocking migrants from uh, 
climbing up the riverbanks and accessing U.S. soil. Um, does the department believe that that's a legal enforcement posture by the state of Texas? Uh, Nick, um, I, I'm going to leave it to the, our Department of Justice to uh, to speak to the lawfulness or lack thereof uh, of those actions. To be clear here, that is the Secretary of Homeland Security saying that he's going to let the Justice Department deal with whether or not the state of Texas can block people from crossing Texas's borders. Meanwhile... You got Ron DeSantis out there on this issue. Immigration, legal immigration, nobody has a right to immigrate to this country, no foreigner. We determine as Americans what type of immigration system benefits our country. But when you're doing immigration, it's not for their benefit as foreigners, it's for your benefit as Americans. So if there's legal immigration that's harming Americans, we shouldn't do that either. For example, some of these H-1B visas they would fire American tech workers and hire foreigners at lower wages. I don't agree with that. I think that's wrong. Uh, there's other things that are that are value added. Uh, so you got to look at how that is. But once you determine, I think we should have more of a of a point system like Canada or Australia. Uh, I don't think we should have chain migration, diversity lottery, any of that, which is a lot of our immigration here. Um, then you then you can do. But uh, you, you got a long way to go to be able uh, to get there. But it starts with. Uh, stopping the border influx. Uh, I do think that um, with a border that big, you need a physical wall. You can't just do it with personnel surveilling. There's too many gaps. So you do that wall, construct that wall, then that'll make it more easy for you to follow the pressure points and repel people from back there. That's Ron DeSantis. Uh, one more soundbite from him. Uh, what the bill does is a number of different things. Uh, this makes Florida the largest state in the country uh, to do full E-Verify for employment. And that's important because if people are going to come if they get benefits. And so what you want to do is say there's not benefits for coming illegally. Uh, you're either here as a native or you come legally. And those are two, two fine things. But to come across the border and end up getting benefits in Florida, you know, does not make sense. So we already have, it's already against the law for someone to be employed if they're here illegally. Uh, but the E-Verify provides a way to make sure that that's enforceable. So we think that that's something that's going to make a big, big difference. Now, I, 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 I got my reservations on E-Verify. Uh, I, I don't think that Americans should have to have themselves verified to be citizens, but but I, I, I get where we're headed with E-Verify, particularly because of the situation. Now, all that being said, I, I got to I gotta read you a quote. Uh, it was not caught on film. It was not placed on audio or video that I know of, but this is from the Associated Press. Joe Biden this morning told reporters about the border, quote, it's going to be chaotic for a while. President Biden predicted Tuesday the U.S.-Mexico border would be chaotic for a while when pandemic-related restrictions end as 550 active-duty troops begin 
arriving and migrants wade whether or when to cross. The restrictions have been in place since 2020 and allowed U.S. officials to quickly return migrants over the border. They are ending later this week, and the U.S. is putting into place a set of new policies that will clamp down on illegal crossings while offering migrants a legal path to the United States if they apply online through a government app, have a sponsor, and pass background checks. Biden said his administration was working to make the changes orderly, quote, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be chaotic for a while. That's Joe Biden. Biden and Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador spoke for roughly an hour Tuesday to discuss the border. Migrants are already arriving. About 100 people, mostly from Colombia, came across the border before dawn Tuesday and walked nearly two hours through remote boulder-strewn mountains east of San Diego to a sandy plateau where Border Patrol agents watched over them. Andres Barra, 39, left Colombia on Friday, flew to uh, Tijuana, Mexico, and paid a smuggler $300 to guide him to a mountain peak near the agents to whom they surrendered. He fled Colombia because frequent robbery and extortion made it difficult to leave. He said he wanted to enter the United States while the restrictions were still in effect because he heard it would be more difficult after Thursday. It won't be easy anymore. No, no, it'll actually be easier. This is happening more and more. The Biden administration is as flat-footed with this as they were withdrawing from Afghanistan. They've dragged their feet. Now it's going to be exposed. You know, Republicans in Congress have not impeached Mayorkas. Do you know why they haven't impeached Mayorkas? I I can tell you my understanding from several friends of mine in Congress that they have been told point blank that he's the most reasonable man you're going to get. You impeach him, the Democrats in the Senate are going to put someone worse than him in the position. Essentially extorting the Republicans not to impeach Mayorkas. I think they ought to do it anyway. But even Mayorkas has told several Republicans, and I know uh, from closed-door briefings, in fact, I've had a a member of Congress on the, I think it might have been Ken Buck, one member of Congress who was in the briefing admitted that Mayorkas told the members of Congress, point blank, that you think I'm bad, wait for the next guy. And all of these Republicans tell me that uh, Mayorkas understands his role. He's to be the bad guy. He's to be the fall guy. That, that he works as best he can. He is more sympathetic to the Republicans, but he works for the Biden administration, and he's doing what the Biden administration wants, and he's not that fantastic anyway. He's lost the confidence of the Border Patrol. He's lost the confidence of Congress, but they're not going to impeach him because the Biden administration is threatening to make it even worse. But I got to tell you, my personal vantage point is impeach him. Impeach him. Hold hearings. Investigate. Drag this out. This is a political liability for the Democrats. You should impeach Mayorkas. Hold the hearings. Do the investigation. Make it all public. Show what's going on at the border. Show the lack of of support for the Border Patrol. Show how they conspired to blame those guys on horseback that they were whipping illegals when they weren't. Show it all. Put it on tape. Get it all documented in an impeachment hearing. Turn the tables on the Biden administration. Get rid of Mayorkas. Make it a political liability for the Democrats. It already is one. Make it more so. This is the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. You need access to large amounts of capital, $750,000. Lenders giving you a hard time. First Liberty makes their own decisions. 
Uh, if you're buying a building, building a building, growing a franchise, buying a franchise, buying out your competitors, your business partner, reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Well, this is this is um, fascinating here. This is the front page of CNN right now. A big story. Santos pleads not guilty to 13 federal charges. Second biggest story. College football championship winner decline White House invitation. Underneath that, Wagner boss fumes that Russian brigade fled from Bakhmut area. Underneath that, Japan is in talks to open a NATO office as Ukraine war makes world less stable. Uh, third big story, video. This is the effect four-day school week has on student test scores. Underneath that, Jeopardy backlash after contestants mispronounce answer. Then what's getting cheaper at the grocery store? Uh, most popular search engine, some customers order Starbucks refresher uh, without water. The company says that will now cost extra. Uh, I'm I'm looking I, I'm I'm looking. Um, e. Jean Carroll is buried down at the bottom. Oh, down there at the bottom. You got to scroll all the way down. Here it is. House Republicans allege Biden family members receive millions in payments from foreign entities in new bank record reports. And underneath that opinion, Joe Biden's dreadful poll. You got to go all the way down there, right by the travel section, where Air New Zealand reveals price of new economies class sleep pods. Yep, uh, well done there, guys. Covering covering this big news about the Biden family, uh, you know, and I know, it would be much higher if this were about the Trump family. But uh, they're advertising the snot at CNN out of the Donald Trump town hall in New Hampshire tonight. And CNN is getting eaten alive by other press outlets for doing this. In fact, Rolling Stone has one of the uh, police officers from January 6th on Capitol Hill writing, Donald Trump had me, nearly had me killed. Good grief. I will tell you, though, their second biggest story, it's actually a big story. University of Georgia won the college football national championship in January. And the Biden administration never invited them to the White House. Biden won Georgia by less than 12,000 votes. You would have thought they would want to invite the University of Georgia to the White House. But they chose not to until members of Congress from Georgia complained. So at the beginning of last week, they invited the University of Georgia to come to the White House along with the basketball teams that won the Final Four. So it's not their own championship. they got to share it with basketball from other schools. And the University of Georgia has declined, saying they waited so long they've already got their uh, athletic schedule uh, hammered out, and it would put them in conflict with things they've already committed that they have to do. So they're not going to the White House. This isn't about University of Georgia declining. It's about the Biden White House bungling this, waiting until May to invite the National College Football Championship till they had a, a scheduling conflict. He only won the state by less than 12,000 votes. He's probably going to lose it doing stuff like that. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I want to play you this montage. You might think that the U.S. government is coming for your gas stove. 
That is a new and absolutely ridiculous one. Turns out Fox News and Republicans are up in arms because they say the government is coming to take your stoves. What Republicans are saying is, damn it, they're going to take your gas stove. The GOP have been stoking a ridiculous new freakout about gas stoves. No one is taking your gas stove. The right-wing freakout over the use of gas stoves is merely the latest in a long series of made-up culture war battles designed to enrage and rile up their right-wing and paranoid base. Republicans are prone to conspiracy theories, whether it's, you know, the kooky, like, JFK Jr. is coming back from the dead to run with Trump, or um, the sort of duplicitous, like, this administration's coming to take away your gas stoves. Republicans have turned a government warning about your health into a lie about Democrats trying to take your stoves. You get some bureaucrat saying something that has no power, and then suddenly you have Ron DeSantis, so I'm going to protect your gas. Everybody's going to be talking about gas stoves, gas. It's so stupid. People were tweeting at me this weekend that Ron DeSantis is going to protect my gas stove, so, but I don't seem to be but. What the heck? The sheer stupidity of it, and if it were just bloggers, that would be one thing. But when you have Kevin McCarthy going out and, and other people talking about gas stoves, because they keep getting dumber and dumber. You know, the Republican Party has become uh, addicted to this culture of lies and conspiracy theories that they have fomented, right? And so they know that there is a substantial number of people uh, in the country uh, in their party who they can convince that this is true and that it will enrage those people uh, they, they, this is the this is the, the economy of and the culture of conspiracy theories right there are i'm i'm certain you and i will be able to drive through uh, parts of the country 10 years from now and people will be saying do you remember back when joe biden was in office and they tried to take away our gas stoves New York City is moving to snuff out gas stoves. New York becoming the first state to ban natural gas and other fossil fuels in most new buildings, including gas stoves. The new law requires all electric heating and cooking in new buildings shorter than seven stories by 2026. Governor Kathy Hochul and the Democratic-controlled state legislature approved a bill on Tuesday prohibiting the use of fossil fuels for heating and cooking. The law is the first statewide ban in the nation and goes into effect in 2026 for buildings under seven stories. Yeah, funny how that works. Has anybody at MSNBC apologized yet? The entirety of the MSNBC network went to war against uh, Republicans and Fox News and conservatives saying that we were all lying about them coming for your gas stove. And in fact, they're coming for your gas stove. The gaslighting of the media, it's kind of funny that they're gaslighting on the issue of gas. Uh, It's like, for example, pushing the data on uh, that uh, 12.5% of asthmas or childhood asthma is caused by gas. Uh, 12.7% current childhood asthma nationwide is attributed to gas stove use. Now, uh, there's a guy on Twitter. I don't know him. Alex uh, Trimbeth. He's an economist. He is the deputy director of uh, Breakthrough Institute, a global research center. And he points out that the claim that 12.7% of uh, current childhood cancer or asthma is caused by uh, the gas stove should really trip a wire in your brain that it 
it doesn't need uh, you, you might need to spend some time with statistics. If, if that doesn't trigger something, if that doesn't sound right to you, there might be something wrong with your brain because it's largely impossible statistically to say that 12.7% of current childhood asthma is attributed to gas stove use. Just when you look at the amount of people with gas stoves, who they are, where they live, and the amount of children in the household, you can't really say that. And yet they're just throwing stuff out there. They're making crap up to to try to justify a ban on gas stoves that just a few weeks ago they told us was not actually going to be banned, that Republicans were lying to you. And this is a pattern that happens time and time again. The Democrats throw something out there. By the way, this Republican response on gas stoves, as you now know, was not just we didn't pull it out of our butts. This was because Democrats, the the federal what, what the Product Safety Commission, the the vice chairman said they're going to ban gas stoves. Republicans said this is nuts. You can't ban gas stoves. Democrats, oh my gosh, there they go. They're making gas stoves part of the culture war. Nobody wants to ban your gas stove, and now they are. The state of New York has passed a law banning the new installation of gas stoves. Uh, Berkeley, California, passed a ban on, on gas stoves. They're passing bans on natural gas installation for new buildings around the country in Democratic areas. They want to ban your gas stove. But this goes beyond that. We've seen the same pattern with Drag Queen Story Hour. Nobody's going to Drag Queen Story Hour. This is not a thing, except it is a thing, and it has now been documented. And suddenly you're a bigot. And this is always the pattern. This is always the pattern. First, the Democrats want to do something. Republicans call them out. Democrats say, we're not doing this. Why are you dragging this into a culture war fight? And then the Democrats do it. And they're like, why don't you like it, you bigot? We see this with gas stoves. You're a hateful bigot who wants to destroy the planet now if you're opposed to this thing they said they weren't doing. You're a homophobic, transphobic bigot if you don't want to take your kid to Drag Queen Story Hour, this thing that they said wasn't happening. You're a real bigot if you don't want to take your kid to the drag show that isn't happening where kids aren't invited, but you better take them, you bigot. We're seeing this happen on so many issues in the country. And the media is complicit with the Democrats in doing this. I mean, that, that entire montage was basically MSNBC losing their minds over Republicans saying there was going to be a ban on gas stoves because the Democrats said they were going to ban gas stoves. And now that it turns out they really do want to ban your gas stove, where's the apology from MSNBC? Where is MSNBC's apology? MSNBC, from morning to evening, attacked Republicans for suggesting Democrats would ban the gas stove. Called Republicans conspiracy theorists, lunatics, and liars over this particular issue. Turns out it's true. Where's the apology from MSNBC? This, You know what this reminds me of is, is Georgia Maloney. You know who Georgia Maloney is? Georgia Maloney is the prime minister of Italy. When she came to power, she's a right-of-center populist, Christian, conservative, deeply Catholic, and the voices on MSNBC and CNN were all like, this is a disaster. 
Vladimir uh, uh, Putin probably got her elected. The Chinese probably had a hand in her election. She's going to destabilize Western Europe. She's going to uh, support the Russians against Ukraine. She's a horrible populist. She's like Donald Trump in high heels. Uh, What a disaster. Turns out she has defended Ukraine. She has called out the Germans for not supporting Ukraine enough. She has given major speeches where she has rejected people within her own party who have defended Russia, saying it's unacceptable. She's now getting out of a Chinese investment program. She wants to be more American, more European. Where does Georgia Maloney go to get her apology from the American press that lied about her? The experts on MSNBC and CNN, the people writing in the Atlantic, the Twitterati experts on Twitter saying she was some Russian stooge, some Chinese plant to disrupt the Western alliance. And she's now calling out the Germans for not being sufficiently pro-Ukrainian. Where does she go to get her apology? Do you understand at least why so many people disbelieve what they hear on TV these days? It was MSNBC that lied about the gas stove. It was the experts at MSNBC and The Atlantic Magazine and The New York Times and CNN who lied about Georgia Maloney. They didn't want to like her, and they've never apologized Being a TV expert means you never have to say you are sorry. They've declared now COVID is no longer an emergency. The World Health Organization has. It's still spreading, but it's not nearly as deadly. They got so much about COVID wrong. So much. Where do people go for their apology? Being on CNN or MSNBC or writing in the New York Times means you never have to say you're sorry even when you botch the story. And they just go on about their business as if they never got it wrong. They never say they were sorry. They got Georgia Maloney wrong. They got the gas stoves wrong, willfully so, I might add. They knew what was going to happen. So many other things. Remember when Donald Trump assassinated Soleimani, the the Iranian general? We were going to have World War III break out at any moment. Didn't happen. When Donald Trump moved the embassy in in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, regional war would break out momentarily. It did not happen. They just keep getting things wrong, but they can hide behind the expert label. And nowadays, the Democrats say, well, the experts, what do the experts say? Whatever the experts say at this point, do the opposite because they keep getting stuff wrong. Now, to the phones before I go to commercial break. Pierce, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Pierce? Yeah, there you are. Hi there, welcome. How you doing, Eric? Good. I kind of think you might be missing a perspective as to why MSNBC and the others are not, and why they're burying the James Comer investigation for now. I think they're waiting on the poll numbers to drop some more on Biden and to see how much more Comer's investigation brings out, and then they're going to start coming down hard. And I think, me personally, they're going to bring up a candidate that's going to be far more appealing, younger, not Robert Kennedy Jr., but I think they've already got someone in mind, and they'll bring it out come late summer, right around September. You know, listen, that's a very plausible theory, Pierce, uh, because the ABC News, the Washington Post poll, 
however flawed Democrats may say it is behind the scenes, they are freaked out about it. They are genuinely freaked out about it. Uh, and now you've That's got right. the 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 Yahoo poll that has come out from YouGov that shows among registered voters Joe Biden handily beating Donald Trump, but still losing to Ron DeSantis. But when you yeah. ask people about his age, sixty-two uh, percent say he's unfit to serve a second term. Uh, the Democrats know he's got problems, and they would love to have a Gavin Newsom or a Jared Polis, or someone like that. Um, the the only think, thing holding them together is is that they all hate Kamala Harris. They don't know who to have. But I, I, I do think that when they're looking at a Buttigieg or a Gavin Newsom or someone, the members of the media would love to have someone else. I think Gavin Newsom would be a bad choice. Oh, I do, too. I think so. But and remember, the Democrats actually more. think that uh, he's a strong candidate. I don't think he is. I think when you get outside the coastal areas, he loses in a landslide. Yeah, I agree with you. People aren't nuts. Yep, but you know, I mean, that's the thing. The media is though; they're so far progressive these days that they listen oh, yeah. to a Gavin Newsom. They look at California. They see the electoral college votes, uh, and they're like, "This this guy could pull it off." No, 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 he can't. Uh, but no. you are right. That is an angle that uh, if if Comer has the goods, if he does. Uh, you will yeah. start seeing this case. To, to I mean, the, the votes aren't going to be had until January. They might as well move on. I mean, go back to that ABC poll. I played this clip yesterday, but it's worth playing again. This is Donna Brazil on ABC talking about the Washington Post ABC poll. I was told I could not send the poll around to after 12 midnight. I sent it out at 12.02 <laughs> because it kept me up, and I thought they should wake up and look at those numbers. You know what's sobering. It's not the age. It's sober in a sense, George, that the coalition that elected Joe Biden with the historic numbers that we saw in 2020, that coalition right now is fragmented. That should concern them. The second thing that should concern them, of course, is that they, they, they are still unable to get a real good, strong message to the American people, not just on their accomplishments, but where they want to take the country. If they're unable to make this campaign from the bottom up and talk to people where they are, it's going to be a struggle. Yep, going to be a struggle. They don't have a message. Their candidate can't stay on message. He's a doddering old fool. They know it. They got problems. They would love for him to be replaced. If Comer has the goods, the media will try to take Joe Biden out. Remember, you got to remember. When I went up to Washington in, when was it, Charlie? October of last year, October? Uh, the reporters, no, 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 no. It was before that. It was September. Um, it was right after Labor Day. There, all the reporters were buzzing about the New York Times doing a big hit job on Joe Biden after the election. They all expected the big blowout for the GOP. They all expected the Democrats to lose, and there was a big hit job on Joe Biden coming to take him out to keep him from running. It with these it, polling numbers that they keep up like this. I think they're still going to run that story on Biden and try to get him out of the race before January. If if Comer's got the goods, Joe Biden could very well be dead man walking. Uh, I mean, given his age, that that's kind of the case already with these people. They do not want to take a risk on Donald Trump. And if it means sabotaging Joe Biden to get someone else, well, then that's exactly what they are going to do. Now, what I want you to do is to go to Advantage Gold. Give them a call today if you're interested in using precious metals at all for your portfolio, for your IRA, for your 401k, for your general investment strategies. Reach out to Advantage Gold, 800-450-2566. We've got this volatile stock market. you got major geopolitical turmoil. You've got uh, inflation on the rise. 
you got all this crazy stuff happening out there. Gold and silver can sometimes add some level of stability to your portfolio. If you're interested in it at all, the cool thing about Advantage Gold is they're not gimmicky. You're not going to get on a call list where they just constantly solicit you. They just want to answer your questions. And they think if they play it straight with you, you'll do business with them. That's their only gimmick. 800-450-2566. At least get their free gold IRA investment kit. 800-450-2566. Tell them I sent you. Just let them answer your questions. 800-450-2566. Yes, as a matter of fact, you should text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, if only to click the link for the daily email so you can see that video I played at the beginning. Um, uh, and um, you can you can see for yourself all the beginning of the end nonsense. Uh, Fox News, by the way, just reporting the White House has begun pushing back on allegations of influence peddling, saying Republicans can't point to a policy Biden changed in exchange for money, that's not really what's going on here. Uh, but you look at Biden's EV policies that benefit China, and it certainly explains a lot of it, uh, certainly does. But there's another more interesting story we should close on for the day here. Donald Trump, as you are aware, having a town hall tonight. CNN hosting Donald Trump in New Hampshire for a town hall meeting with voters. Caitlin Collins will be the moderator, and it has just been announced that while Donald Trump is doing a CNN town hall, Mike Pence will be on Sean Hannity's program on Fox News. Uh, Reporters are saying the Pence team is letting it be known it is a deliberate programming decision by the former vice president to be on Sean Hannity's show. What do you think is going to get more viewers? The ratings suggest Sean Hannity. Um, this is a deliberate uh, risk by the former vice president. If if Trump is able to get more ratings points than Pence, it's going to be notable, particularly as Pence considers deliberating running for president of the United States. It is going to be interesting to see. And poor old CNN, Caitlin Collins, who's actually a great reporter from the conservative media sphere, moved to CNN over time. It's going to be interesting to see how she is uh, assailed by her colleagues if she doesn't aggressively fact-check Donald Trump. Uh, the progressives in the media have a real standard they adhere to when it comes to Donald Trump. you got to aggressively fact-check him. You're not supposed to give him airtime. So CNN is already committing a party foul on the left by doing this to begin with. It's just going to be very interesting to see how the two and the ratings shake out between them.